Well, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, we face discouragement, don't we? For, for me, me, myself, especially, you know, this seems like, like kind of a discouraging time, in a sense. And yes, a, a little bit compounded for me because, you know, six years ago, I was doing my, my farewell services in North Dakota. And it was kind of the, the culmination of a, a hard, you know, five or six months. Um, I, I was serving a, a, a church that I had served for 14 and a half years, and plus I was serving a, another church as the vacancy pastor. Um, I, you know, was filled with the, the ability to, to do ministry. Um, I felt like the ministry was going well for me, but yeah, there were five or six people in my home church that had, had gotten together. They, they didn't like me that much. They had organized and gone to the district president and kind of started to make things difficult. Now, in a, a church of, you know, over 100 people, you would think that maybe five or six people wouldn't be that, that big of a deal, but it, it kind of became that way. And yeah, you know, I, I had 10 or 12 people that really loved and appreciated my service and, you know, were then beginning to fight with the, the five or six people that, you know, were ready for me to go on down the road. And over, as I, I said, you know, that, that period of months, um, you know, it, it just started becoming difficult. I, I can well uh, remember my 50th birthday. And, and that was maybe the, the last really good memory I, I had of, of my home church because, you know, we celebrated my birthday and people brought out the cake and, and they had some presents for me, you know, and things just seemed really Nice. And I, I couldn't imagine that, you know, about six months later, I'd be saying goodbye. And my, my wife and I, my family, we didn't really have a, a, a safety net. You know, we didn't have a golden parachute to go off down the road. And so the day after today, you know, six years ago tomorrow for me, I found myself at the little uh, potato chip factory there in, yeah, Minnesota, applying for a job. It was discouraging. Not knowing what the, the future might hold, not having a, a church uh, to be able to be a, a pastor in. Wondering how we're going to make ends meet, how we're going to you know, turn the corner, how things are, are going to keep going. They say, where, where, where do you go? 
we, we didn't even really celebrate Thanksgiving that particular year because we're you know busy moving our things from the, the parsonage over to our little new apartment in Minnesota. And yeah, you know, as as Christmas rolled around, I have to admit to you, I, I wasn't even you know really in the the Christmas spirit. And in fact, somehow we got the the times wrong for the local church, and we we missed the Christmas Eve service that we had planned to go to that particular year. Where do you go? What, what do you, you do when you feel like you've kind of reached the end? Like, you know, things just haven't met what you felt you needed. What do you do? Well, fortunately for us, uh, we were able to, you know, become involved in a, another Missouri Synod Lutheran church there in the city. A uh, very, you know, kindly pastor was able to, to reach out to, to us as well, and he had gone through trials <coughs> and, and tribulations. You know, the, the, the church, um, you know, before that had simply stopped paying him. And so, you know, reaching the, the point where he was, you know, running out of, of money, running in, into uh, debt, then, of, of course, as our, our synod does, and, and you can argue the, the rightness or the wrongness, but if a, a pastor, you know, runs into financial difficulty, often he's removed, you know, from that congregation. Because, you know, we, we like our, our pastors to be able to responsibly manage their money. Now, you know, there's probably situations where you know, it, it becomes difficult or impossible, but, but for, you know, him in, in particular, um, you know, he, he, he had been removed, and so he had gone through the, the kind of same painful kinds of, of things that we had gone through, where, you know, he, he felt it inside it wasn't really his fault and it wasn't really fair what had happened, but, you know, th this was the case, and now he, he couldn't be a pastor anymore. But going through the, the process, he um, now had been given at, at the end of his career, you know, a, a wonderful church, um, you know, with a, a Christian school attached to it, and he had come back from all of that, and so he wanted to reach out to us. He wanted to be able to help us to come from the place where, where he had been, and to be able to have a life and a future once again. And so, dear friends, you know, I, I strongly feel that maybe that's one of the, the number one things that we need it is not, you know, ju just role models that are, are stainless steel and nothing has ever touched them and everything has always been, been perfect, but rather that God is able to use broken people as well. And maybe we don't like to confess some of our, our faults, or we don't like to talk about some of the hard times that we've had, but there are other people out there who are hurting, who are broken. And if we're, we're able to you know, share with them truly the things that have happened to us, we can help them to come from that, that place of, of despair, that, that place of, of you know, great emotional pain, to the, the place where we are 
in Christ. But you know, just you know, kind of, kind of having that as a, a starting point—that that's so wonderful. You know, to, to have the have the words, have the the ear that can listen. But what we we also need in, in our lives is a person who will take action. You see. I can remember years ago, I you know knew a, a middle-aged fellow that was struggling in in his career. You know, he had gone to the university and he'd had the degrees and he had worked at important companies in the the past. But he was kind of going through a hard time, you know, searching for employment. And I was able to to kind of go around and and ask you know some people to be able to help him out. And I'll never forget that the one person I, I asked for help said, if he was really any good, he'd be working in the industry. You see, so, so you know, what, what, what is that guy's opinion? Right? If, if, if you're successful, if things are going well, well, that means that you're good, you know, but if somehow things have fallen apart for you, that means, ugh. Right? How many people in our day and age, though, kind of take that position? I'm not going to help because if the person needing my help was really any good, they wouldn't need help. Huh? And yet that's what so many people in the world today think, isn't it? And so many people in the world taking that position don't help anyone else. But guess what? Jesus himself said in our gospel for today, hey, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I, I was a stranger and you welcomed me in. See, Jesus comes and he says, you know what, you you need to be able to reach out and help that other person, not just give them kind of some words. Oh, sir, words are important in the beginning. But to actually work on the real help. And so, you know, Pastor Carl Noble he not only gave us the words, but then he, he kind of began to, you know, look around Minnesota, you know, where, where are some churches where, you know, maybe Pastor Crosswhite could get a start again. And, and one day he called me up on the phone and he said, you know what, I think you need to call Brad Jensen over in Randall, Minnesota. Then maybe you could give him a call and, and, and see if there's some way that, you know, you could maybe, you know, start to come over there on, on Sunday mornings. And, and, and so I did. And, you know, things just kind of began to, to work themselves out from there. But, of course, you know, President Fondau, you know, wanted to personally interview me. Um, you know, before he would uh, just uh, allow me to come to, to your church and, and begin talking on Sundays. 
And I'll, I'll, I'll never forget, you know, going in to, to meet with, with uh, Pastor Fondau and, uh, you know, I'm, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm recording and I, I certainly don't, don't want to cause anyone uh, embarrassment, but it, it, it touched me so in, in my heart. It's not something that happens often in, in, in our you know, Missouri Synod Lutheran Church. It, it seemed like something from, from ages ago. The pastor Noble actually dropped to his knees when he greeted Pastor Fondal that day as he introduced me for my interview. I never had something like that happen. And I imagine that in our day and age even that another person would do something like that for me. Man, I almost can imagine that you know, I had to be a shoe-in after an introduction like that. But dear friends, that too is often what it takes to be able to help someone. You see, it's not just the words. And, and sometimes you know, it's not just working uh, behind the scenes. It's not just you know, kind of you know, trying to, to get things even going. But sometimes it takes that act that is above and beyond what's called for. That a, a, another individual would, would humble himself in, in that way. That a, another person would care about my restoration that much. And, well, so, of, of course, right, I, I got to come and, and start and, and begin preaching on Sundays. But you know what, even as wonderful as a good start is, then it, it kind of takes the, the week to week work, doesn't it? And that's really where all of you folks came in. Because, you know, as I walked through that door that the first day I came to visit as a stranger, you know, there, there were Richard and Christina mixed to greet me at the door. They, they didn't just, you know, let me wander around and, you know, just kind of bump into things or whatever like I, I might have as a new person. But no, they, they had a genuine interest and, you know, they noticed me coming in. They greeted me right away. And so many of you express little acts of kindness as I began my time here. 
And I, I've had, you know, wonderful, you know, chairmen's of uh, congregations uh, before, and, and, you know, those are, are prosperous places for us here. Of course, we have Brad Jensen, don't we? No, he's really one of, one of the top chairmen's, presidents that I've ever had the privilege of working with. Look at Bill, who's always willing to lend his talent playing the guitar, and the the wonderful time that Scott has been able to have uh, playing with him at times. You know, I, I certainly hope for years to come that we can still have your guitar here, Bill. Now, Ron, who is willing to get up and read for me once in a while on Sunday mornings, it, it kind of spares my voice as I'm getting a little bit older. And I certainly appreciate that he's willing to come and contribute. We have Ruthie, who has tirelessly worked as the treasurer ever since I've been here, and probably for years before that as well. Um, all the, the extra, you know, book work that that takes, and many of us maybe don't, aren't even aware of the things that she has to to do in the time that she spends. But still, there she is doing it. You know, uh, Doug and Kitty, always with a kind word, always with a, a smile, that, that kind of positive attitude that breaks through the gloom. Maybe a time in history like this. Where we know we can walk in the church and there is Doug with a smile on his face and he's going to, you know, tell us that things are okay. And even though you're dragging a little bit, it turns it around, doesn't it? See, Brian and, and his family, his faithful mother, if we've laid to rest here, the faithful family members, his presence, have moved out to Little Falls, he would have any excuse to say, well, I'm, I'm staying home. I worked late last night. Their churches are just around the corner. I don't have to drive way up there to Randall in the snow. He's here with us. He's dedicated. Dear friends, that really is the, the final piece of the puzzle. It's you know in our scripture for today. I came to you as a stranger. You welcomed me in. And yeah, we've gone through some financial difficulties. I, I was kind of hungry. You gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and, and you gave me something to drink. I was having difficulties, and you supported me. I maybe didn't know what to expect, but you gave me a chance. You took me in. Yes, dear friends, I look back today, you know, six years ago, I was kind of at the, the bottom of the barrel, right? But along the way, the Lord provided me with a, a church, 
a church to, to uphold me through those hard times, a, a pastor to come alongside of me and, and you know bring me back because he knew what it was to go through what I had gone through. A church of wonderful people to welcome us in. Dear friends, that is what people need in this time of turmoil to be able to come back again. Yeah, they need the words. And they need the actions behind the words. Sometimes it might take even an extraordinary act to make it happen. A lot of times it only takes a simple work of kindness to help another person get up again. To help that, that other person you know, walk a, a little bit, a step at a time as, as their, their, their legs, their, their feet have been crippled by the ways of this world. To help that other person become strong enough again that they can stand once more and proclaim the glorious works of our Lord and Savior. Each of us has within ourselves the ability to be that person. To notice another in, in their pain, in their suffering, to extend a hand to them, to be able to say, come on, there, there, there's still something left for you. We can do this together. We, we can make something new again. Come on. You can do it. You can get through this. Even though I, I know that things look bleak right now. Even though I, I, I know things are, are you know, pretty bad right now. We can do it. We can rise again because Jesus Christ, our Savior, is still in our corner. He still loves us. Walking hand in hand with Him, we can get through these dark times. And furthermore, when we've come through, we can reach back to others who also are going through suffering, who also are experiencing difficulty. And because we made it, we can help them make it as well. Dear friends, Jesus loves you so much. He sent his son to die on a cross your sin could be forgiven. But he doesn't just leave you there. He wants you also to have a good life. A, a life full of love. A life full of caring. A, a life full of yes, service. A life that can bring others to know him. Dear friends, that is where true joy is found. 
look to others. Trust in Christ. Let Him help you lead others to Him. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.